0: Welcome everyone, and thank you for joining the Society for Clinical Research Sites for SCRS Talks. I'm Jimmy Bechtel, SCRS's Vice President of Site Engagement. SCRS Talks allows our partners and those that we work closely with to take a few minutes to address issues of industry concern, share exciting achievements, and for you all to learn more about our community. In this installment, we're lucky to have Lane Nichols and Sayed Faridi. Lane is the Executive Vice President and Head of Product with Clinical Inc. And Syed is the Senior Director of Business Development. They're going to be talking today about their recent joining of the Global Impact Partnership Program at SCRS. So let's take a moment to meet our speakers. Lane, why don't you start us off?
1: Hi, everyone. Yeah, Lane Nichols. Like Jimmy said, I'm uh, head of product here at Clinical Inc. I've been in the software development space for 20 to 2 to 25 years, approximately. Um, Five years plus uh, and clinical. I came over uh, to PRA uh, via acquisition through Parallel 6. And prior to that, I spent 15 plus years at uh, a couple different technology companies like Qualcomm, uh, Nextel Communications. So specialize in platform product management and I look forward to talking to everyone today.
0: Thanks, Lane. Thanks for being here. And Syed,
2: please. Thanks so much, Jimmy. It's an honor to be here and to be collaborating and innovating with SCRS. I joined the clinical research industry 15 years ago as a research technician as a phase one unit, eventually became a clinical study coordinator there for a couple of years at a global CRO called ParExcel. Since then, I've been wearing a lot of hats across the industry from clinical and business operations to finance, strategic pricing, and and sales both at ParExcel, later at a company called Medidata Solutions, and now here at Clinical, Inc. I've always wanted to power smarter and more sustainable society, and because my passion has always been in healthcare and the clinical trials industry, I believe the right way to do that from this perspective is to achieve, uh, minimize site burden and reducing waste across clinical trials, and and that's why I've come to Clinical Inc. Every day, I work with CRO customers and vendor partners to adopt industry-improving technology to get it into the hands of those who are closest to sites and patients and need our industry to succeed the most. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Yeah, It's always interesting hearing everyone's backgrounds and the diverse types of experience that everyone has. But uh, speaking to that uh, and experience and, and backgrounds, SCRS has an extensive background with Clinical Link. We've worked with you all um, for several years on and off through our summits and other capacities, but we are very excited to have you now officially as part of the Global Impact Partnership Program. So, Lane, can you tell those listening about your organization and why you all decided to become Global Impact Partners?
1: Yeah, a great question. So, Clinical Inc. is a global life science company that uh, brings data, technology, and patient science together. And so, if you're wondering kind of what that means, so over the last decade, we've Pioneered the collection of complex data, so we, we believe we've been doing it the, the longest and doing some of the hardest uh, things in the industry from a data collection through our direct data capture and ECOA services, and and lately, as you know, as the industry has evolved, you know we're adding you know more tools to our portfolio like EconSent, telehealth, and and digital biomarkers. So. You know, really the, the main reason in coming in Global Impact Partner is to work alongside partners like SCRS and the research sites to learn. You know, we, we interact with sponsors and CROs and partners every day, and, and we're always looking to optimize our solutions and processes and, and really keep up with where everything is going and, and in order to deliver the best products to the market
0: that's fantastic you know operational efficiencies and and improving our use of technology as an industry is definitely something that is a near and present need uh, as we continue to advance technology and and into these new solutions and as you know site sustainability is is part of that right and it really is the number one priority for SCRS and the partners that we work with so i'll i'll i'll, I'll ask Syed, why does your organization, why does Clinical Inc. feel listening to site voices is important for clinical research?
2: Well, thanks, Jimmy. And you just said it. Site sustainability is critical. To us, sites are what bring together that sponsor science with the patient science. Uh, yet sites are one of the most underappreciated groups of professionals in our industry, even though they are the most direct touchpoint to that overall patient experience and that just doesn't unlock the pathway to ongoing discovery and drug development, but it also helps us control the overall patient burden. That's why that site voice is so critical to us. Additionally, you know, if you think about what sites are going through on a day-to-day basis, we've seen the number of data points collected in protocols skyrocket over the past 10 years. And I think people often forget that a lot of that added burden to capture and support the patients in capturing all of those data points falls into the hands of the sites. So from our perspective, getting an understanding of and helping sites to manage their own burdens in a way that allows them to continue to bridge that sponsor science and patient science is absolutely critical for us. From a broader industry perspective, of course, you know, we all need to understand from sites what's working for them, where they need help so that they can have more control over their own scalability without negatively impacting that irreplaceable role they play in clinical trials. From a clinical link perspective specifically, we want to help the industry better unlock that patient science so that we can advance clinical trials based on comprehensive, actionable, patient-centered measures and assessments that leverage technology and data. So ensuring sites have the right tools to unlock that patient science will allow that sponsor science to impact and touch not only more patients, but a more diverse collection of patients around the world and across therapeutic areas, and to do it more easily, we hope, as well. Lane, I know you have some thoughts here, too, so I'll throw it over to you.
1: Yeah, thanks, I, had, I You know, it, it, we can't emphasize enough how sites are the front lines to clinical research and discovery, and, and they really make the trial industry, the the research industry work, and we'll, we believe we'll, they will continue to do so. You know, the shift towards decentralized trials for us is all about incremental progress and change. You know, the, we know that there's um, an evolution happening, um, and we believe it's about ensuring the best best for the patients and enabling patient science through technology. So the sites are going to continue to be the forefront of that. We rely on the sites for everything uh, we do from an execution. So as we, you know, progress in this post COVID era, and we're settling into this new, um, you know, new way of executing trials or into this evolution learning how sites have adapted you know, over the past couple of years and adjust their process tools and solutions, we believe will give us a better ability to serve those patients and, and execute what is necessary to, to get out of that clinical study.
0: Excellent. You know, you both hit on some really important points there, right? Syed, you talked about allowing and enabling sites to solve their own burdens and, and giving them the tools and their resources, which is not, it's something that individuals and other organizations dance around, right? They talk about it, but it's never really been said in such frank terms. So it's very refreshing to hear that. And then Lane, you emphasizing the importance of how uh, a statement that I make often is that the sites are the windows to the patients, right? They're how we get to those patients and support and enable the patients to access clinical research in, in in new and meaningful and purposeful ways. So it's it's very refreshing to hear that. So speaking of some of those ways, right, and and some of the 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 ways that you are alleviating the burdens for the sites, what uh, Syed, what initiatives or programs is your organization working on that that help? do some of those things that you just talked about that you are most excited about and and circling that back to how will those affect the sites and impact them.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Jimmy. There's actually quite a few that we're happy to talk about today. The first is called dynamic do-it-yourself reporting. This essentially provides the ability to get insights on patient progress and patient data needs closer to real time uh, and dynamic in order to fit ever-changing study design types. In the near future, sites will be able to go into their own administrative command center, search on a piece of data, and even configure their own self-service reports. The reason that this is so important and valuable for sites is that trials continue to adopt more complex, multimodal, remote multi-locational data collection from patients. So we need to have tools that continue to allow the sites to have the control that they need to, in order to not only manage that burden that we talked about earlier, but also to manage that overall patient experience that's so critical to appropriately unlocking the patient science that's critical to advancing our industry. In addition to reporting, our platform allows for the configuration and build of a study or a portion of a study by actual study personnel, at the CRO, at the site, at the sponsor, uh, and that's an initiative we call Tech Empowerment. This gives sites that control and ability we we keep talking about to run studies on their own. It also creates the opportunity for firsthand feedback for companies like us, from the users of that technology so that we can continue to improve and continue to meet users' needs. And lastly, something everyone's been talking a lot about lately is the sen- inclusion of sensors and wearables. You know, this allows for the ability to collect new, more complex data types, something that's going to continue to grow in our industry. It's important for sites to understand this and be on the cutting edge of that site patient-friendly mechanism to accomplish, uh, you know, to accomplish that type of data capture because it'll effectively yield lower barriers is barriers of entry, not just for sites and for site networks, but for patients to participate in more complex trials and more trials around the world as well, all together allowing more sites and more patients to participate. So that last one's really important because we're not just talking about the site burden and, and, and managing, you know, site complexity uh, and that, that exists today, but we're talking about taking that sustainability and growing, building upon it to allow more sites around the world to participate as well.
0: That's excellent, right? And, and enabling sites to participate in, in a broader way, and, and I really like the, the emphasis on this, the self-reporting, right? It's allowing sites the windows into their, their work that they're doing and to be able to see the progress and, and what's happening on their end is a valuable insight into allowing them to assess some of their 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 key their KPIs, right, and and get into and get around what they're trying to grasp onto. So uh, that that that's fantastic, uh, Lane. What do you see for the future of your relationship with SCRS and through that the sites that are part of our organization?
1: Yeah, it's it's a super it's a, it's a vital in relationship from our perspective as a as a solution provider. Um, we have to be listening. We have to be learning um, you know both from the industry as well as the site. Um, so if we look at this, and I kind of mentioned before about this major evolutionary shift. in order to keep up with that, we have to partner and learn from each other. Um, not one person knows the exact need of every um of every uh, patient, every every uh, participant within a study. So we believe that teamwork. Um, and that collaboration is necessary. Um, Even with our own competitors in this space, we have to be um, listening, learning uh, from each other, uh, providing the best solutions for our patients. So we look at the the opportunity to learn from the SCRS partners, uh, engage directly, listen to those needs, um is is what's necessary to get the proper solutions and services out to the patients so that you know, we can continue to, to improve through this evolution and deliver the best uh, care to the patients that's possible
0: it really is this this the the, the concept of, of kind of lowering lowering your ego right not thinking that you know know it all and that what your solution is, is the end all be all. It's taking the time to take a step back and listen to the end users of said solution and understanding what their needs are, as you've addressed multiple times throughout our discussion here today, and improving your product based on that. And that's really what we've seen gives organizations like yours the competitive edge when it comes to product continued product development so I applaud your engagement there and and your um, dedication to hearing from the sites and through the sites the patients so as we begin to wrap up here Syed I want to ask our final question here what advice do you have for sites interested in working with you how can they get in touch for example or learn about the various studies and projects and, and tools that your organization is involved in
2: yeah that's a great great question jimmy thanks for uh, throwing it over to me you know the, the 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 baseline understanding is of course that not every site or every site network has the opportunity to go to all of these industry events we have every year and be able to meet with people like us in person or to get to know us or to be exposed to us so one of the greatest advantages of engaging in this partnership with you, as as Lane mentioned, is that sites should first and foremost work through you and work with CRS to get in touch with Clinical Link if they want to learn more. That's absolutely important and a great way to have everybody benefit from this partnership that we're that we're pursuing. Secondly, sites can contact us directly, of course, as well. Whether that's on LinkedIn, you can reach out to Lane or I or the or the Clinical Link uh, page on LinkedIn or you can email us directly at info at clinicallink.com. And lastly, this is one of the most important things because a feedback loop is so important, right? Just like we want to hear from sites, sponsors and CROs want to hear from sites as well. So I'd encourage the sites and the the site personnel and site networks that are listening to this podcast to talk to their sponsors and CROs about how they plan to support sites, minimize their burden and the patient burden, and encourage them to come together and reach out to, to us together as well. I wanted to mention as a side note, we're running a campaign all month in support of Parkinson's awareness. So the sites can go online to our website, look at our case studies, discussions, get more information on tech, the technology we use to support neurodegenerative diseases. We'll be doing the same in May for Lupus Awareness Month as well, and we'll have a number of very exciting, cutting-edge research tools, including case studies, white papers about our work um, that you can find on clinicallink.com or, again, you know, following us on LinkedIn. So to kind of wrap things up, whether you're a site, a site network, reach out to us, learn more about how we can power patient outcomes together. I genuinely believe that together we can minimize patient burden, we can manage site burden better, and ultimately we can all come together and lower the barrier entry into life-saving and life-changing research for everybody. Thanks, Jimmy.
0: Excellent. Lots of different opportunities there to engage with you all, so I appreciate you extending that and those opportunities out to the sites. Well, Lane, Syed, thank you for your time today. Really appreciate having you all on the line with us today and for us to learn a little bit about more about what you do and what you're doing to advance and keep sites sustainable. Thank you so much, Jimmy. It was a pleasure. Everyone listening, make sure that you register for our upcoming summits, like the Diversity Summit scheduled for May 20th or our Oncology Summit taking place May 21st and 22nd, both down in Austin, Texas, by visiting our summit page. While you're on our website, check out our other SCRS publications for our entire global community in the Publications section of that page, myscrs.org. We appreciate your participation in today's program and looking forward to having you join us for more great content coming soon. Thanks again for listening.